The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. As Advent continues, so does our road trip. Last week when I was preaching to the college students, I said Advent's like a road trip because we know where we're going, right? We know that, that Christ was born in Bethlehem. Uh, we know when it's going to happen, December 25th. So the question that gets overlooked oftentimes is the how of the journey. So today as we continue in the second Sunday of Advent, this road trip continues. There's another little facet of this trip that I think we don't like to experience, right? It's generally what's despised, and that's the metanoia. Now, we wouldn't call it that, okay, children, now it's time for the metanoia, but it's that turning around. It's, it's time to go home. Or it, it could be something even different. It could just be a, a stop on the way home that adds more time and makes the journey more arduous. Or it could be a, a turning around, you know, you missed the turn could be a, a turning around because you forgot something, or it could be a turning around because maybe, well, we meant to visit this place and we just forgot to. Regardless, this metanoia is an essential part for us. And last fall, when I was on a road trip with my parents, uh, we had an experience of just about every one of these things. <laughs> the first happened uh, at the beginning of our trip. We were on our way up to Teddy Roosevelt National Park, and and we experienced a storm, and we were um, kind of pressed for time to try to get to a vantage point to see the sunset. And luckily for us, uh, as we were pulling in, uh, the storm had just rolled away, and as we got to the top and the summit, we were there just in the nick of time to see a mediocre sunset. <laughs> but it wasn't until I turned around, right, still aware, um, a little let down from this experience, but when we turned around, it's when the true beauty began to sink in. 
Because at that point, the orange and red hues of the sunset were cast against the rocks, and off in the distance, the remnant of the storm revealed a rainbow. At the end of the trip, or towards the end of the trip, another experience. We, were, uh, we had just packed up from a night of camping at Grand Tetons, and headed to, we headed to our, our next hike, and we drove that 45 minutes, and when we got there, we were ready to begin our hike, and I realized, eh, I don't have my water bottles. <laughs> I really, as a 30-some-year-old, did not want to admit to my parents that I cannot keep track of two water bottles. But nonetheless, acknowledging it and admitting it to them, I turned around just to find, when I got back there, they were exactly where I had left them as I went to close the back hatch of the car. And the point is here, had I not taken the time to lift my head up to look off in the distance when my expectations were let down at in North Dakota, had I not admitted and then faced the embarrassment that, yeah, I had forgotten these water bottles, those two experiences could have defined the trip. But because I acknowledged them, they actually just became something I laugh about and a part of the beauty of the entire trip. And so in life, I think when we find that the joy and the happiness that we're seeking isn't present, I think what happens oftentimes is we're kind of stuck where I could have been, reluctant to admit of what's missing in our life, reluctant because we face the embarrassment of maybe who we find ourselves to be at the time. And so not acknowledging our mistakes, then it begins to define us. But when we're honest about it and we acknowledge it, then it no longer has power over us. And I think all of us know this at heart. But when it comes down to it, and we hear these words today, this metanoia, this turning around, conversion, I think for a lot of us, we think, that's going to be too painful to do. It's going to add too much of a burden to my trip. Is it really worth it? And and John, John the Baptist tells us in the Gospel today, yeah, actually it is. Because we're able to produce good fruits because of our turning around, because of our repentance. And so repentance, metanoia, whatever you want to call it, conversion, turning around, stopping to look at one last vista, can offer us new life and a new hope. And how? Because, as Isaiah says in our first reading today, because of Christ. Right? He says, the calf and the young lion shall browse together, the baby shall play by the adder's lair. By the cobra's den. And as he continues in that first reading today, and contrary to the fears that we may have of making that step, he says there shall be no harm or ruin on God's holy mountain. How? How can this happen? Because of the work of Christ, right? He says, on that day a shoot shall sprout. And from where? The stump. (laughs) A fallen tree. Even if we are cut down due to our sin, even if we find ourselves dead to sin, there's hope for new life. A sprout shall blossom from its roots. But if we deny our sins, if we fail to acknowledge the embarrassment, the shame that the evil one is wanting to inflict upon us, if we fail to to move beyond that, then we walk through life like a half-dead tree, wondering why we can't find the fruits of joy and happiness. Jesus 
came for all of us. That's the beauty of our journey through the Christian life. St. Paul reminds us of that in the second reading today. He didn't just come for some elect or the perfect. He came for each and every one of us, regardless of where we find ourselves. And so this Advent, if we turn around and acknowledge our sins, the ways that we've been cut off by God, the ways that, that we've left Him behind in our decisions, and we invite Him, who, mind you, died on a tree, into that very woundedness, then we too can experience the sprout of the resurrection. And so for all of us, my brothers and sisters, a, a bad trip, a, a trip that doesn't meet our expectations can be healed from just one view. And so I encourage you, take a moment to glance at your rearview mirror. That's all it may take. Because we may be afraid to look back at our sins, our mistakes, our shortcomings in life. And if we give in to this fear and refuse to look back, then we might miss the most beautiful view that God has planned for us this Advent. Don't let shame and those things that, embarrassment of, of things that maybe you've done, leave you empty handed. That was the risk I had. Right? Yeah, albeit with just a water bottle. But that could have defined that trip. If we take that daily examination of conscience, if we, if we go back and maybe brave the confessional if we haven't been there in a year, a decade, 20 years, we'll see waters of new life. And we'll also see, as I did at Teddy Roosevelt, that when we turn around, we'll see the beauty of the Son of God reflected upon us, in us, and through us, and the rainbow, a promise that God will do no harm to us. He will bring no ruin to our life. He will not destroy us, but he'll give us the grace to sprout a new life, a new joy, and a new happiness at Christmas.